the reduction in performance and decline in performance is associated most closely with direct reductions in exercise volume and intensity and probably as a consequence of changes in a number of both physical and behavioral factors that triathlon show episode 20. What's up, everybody? Welcome to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. As always, I'm your host, Michael, and today on the show, I'm answering a question that many listeners have been asking me. I'm combining it kind of into one single topic, and that is, how should masters athletes train to optimize performance and kind of reduce the almost inevitable decline in performance that comes with age, at least if you have been training actively when you were younger as well. One quick item of house cleaning before we get stuck in. Some of you listeners have been asking about me making references to interviews that haven't actually been released and you can't find them in iTunes or on your podcast player app. And uh, the reason is, as I've been mentioning this before, but some of you may be new to the show, so I'm saying it again. Many of the interviews that you've heard on the show so far, I actually recorded back in the fall of 2016 and early winter of 2017. And I'm now kind of rebranding that triathlon show because it used to be just on the scientifictriathlon.com blog as YouTube videos embedded in blog posts. But uh, now it's a proper podcast on iTunes, but I'm using those interviews because there's a lot of good content in them. So I want all of you to hear them. And that's why the order is a bit different as well in the interviews. So that, that may be why you hear me talking about some episodes or interviews that haven't been released yet on the podcast version, but they were back in the day when I was doing this just as embedded videos on scientifictriathlon.com. Hope that clears it up for you a bit. Um, I'm now getting back to to a point where I need to start or I am starting to do new interviews, for example, later today. And today, when I record this, it's the 1st of May 2017. I'm interviewing the president of the USAT, USA Triathlon, Barry Sif. So uh, he's one of the new guests that I have have and if you have any requests you can always send them to me to michael at scientifictriathlon.com it always helps when i reach out to potential guests if i can say that they have been requested by listeners to the show yeah um one more thing before actually starting to talk about masters athletes i'm doing a really cool project with some scientific triathlon newsletter subscribers so recently i've been really into reading up on research and uh, and insights on strength training and endurance performance and uh, i saw an excellent presentation on youtube from the triathlon science conference from a couple years back and that that was on the latest research that was available at that time and the practical applications as well and that inspired me to start reading more and more and now i'm getting to the point where i'm putting together the all the available research as well as practical applications that are that is used by the best athletes and coaches in the world as well as some of my own ids injecting a bit of my own flavor into it to a 16 week two times per week strength program that i'm um, i 
said, said on the newsletter that people can, if they want in, they can just do a, a run test and or a bike test. So basically a performance assessment before and after the program. And then they will follow the strength program in addition to their endurance training. They might remove an endurance training session due to time constraints if needed. That's totally fine. But what I want to see is, I know that this is completely non-scientific since there's no control group, etc. But it's just a an everyday life, a practical application of whether a strength training program like this can, how much it can actually improve performance. And originally I said that I would limit the number of participants to just five readers, but then I got flooded by emails and I didn't have the heart to start saying that uh, you're too late. So actually we're up to around about 20 right now. So, and there may be a couple of more coming in or the next couple of days before I close it off. So welcome to all of you readers of the scientific triathlon newsletter that have signed up for that i'll be sending out more information in the coming days and you may have got it already by the time you listen to this show it will be exciting to see how this thing turns out and definitely on this podcast we'll talk about this in about 16 weeks time and see what the results were how many people were able to do significant improvements in their performance tests which would be a 20 minute run test and 20 minute bike test using pace and power as the measures of performance to to see whether the strength training had a significant effect on that, even though, as I said, I know that it's non-scientific. It's a real-world example. If you want to get opportunities like this in the future, I definitely encourage you to sign up for, for the newsletter. You can just go to www.scientifictriathlon.com and you will find several different uh, boxes or buttons that you can press to sign up for the newsletter and you'll stay up to date with news like this. All right, let's get back to the topic of Masters Athletes. You'll find references to some research studies that I've used when preparing this episode on thattriathlonshow.com in a few days time when the show notes will be up. So the way I thought I'd organize this episode and the information that I'll present here is in three parts, basically. So first, I'll talk about what the performance changes and the performance declines are that comes with age and what the underlying physiological reasons are for those declines. Second, I will talk about non-physiological reasons for the decline, and this is a very important point if you take nothing else away from today's show then take that second point away you'll hear about it shortly and then third what to do to prevent or minimize at least the declines and i have a further subcategories in that what to do section which comes to training strength training nutrition and mindset so you'll hear specific advice in that section Right, so first, let's talk about what the actual performance declines that are common are and what their underlying physiological reasons are. So basically, in endurance sports, peak performance is maintained until about 35 years of age. There's obviously a broad spectrum and a range, but we're talking, we're generalizing here. And then there's a modest decrease in performance until 50 to 60 years of age, but uh, progressively steeper declines after that. So uh, that's when it really goes downhill, so to say, or can go downhill, but there are ways to minimize that decline as well. Uh, One thing that I wanted to point out that I 
found interesting was that there's actually data from uh, the Hawaii Ironman World Championships that shows that the performance declines are reduced in uh, or that they are less pronounced in biking compared to swimming and running so that's interesting you can maintain more of your performance in the biking compared to, to, to swimming and running just thought that i would put that in there as well since it has to do with performance uh, re re reductions with age so the physiological reasons for these declines let's just quickly repeat what determines endurance performance. So we have VO2 max, which is maximum aerobic capacity, which is how well you can uptake oxygen uh, in your lungs and how well your muscles can actually utilize that oxygen. That's the most important part. And then there's lactate threshold, uh, which is uh, where the blood lactate starts to really accumulate and increase. And that's... Uh, as you know, a very, very important determinant of endurance performance. And then we have economy, finally, which is basically the oxygen cost of endurance. So let's say you're running, and you're running the same pace as your friend, but he's a more ec economical runner. So he's actually using less oxygen than you are, even if you're the same weight. Weight plays a role here. But VO2 max takes weight into account uh, intrinsically, so so the exercise economy is basically it's like a car running on fuel and another car that needs more fuel to go the exact same distance at the exact same same speed so that that's the same with endurance and when endurance performance declines with age it's there's no reduction in exercise economy compared to when you were younger and uh, there's a small reduction in lactate threshold, so that is the exercise intensity at which blood lactate concentration increases significantly. Uh, but that's small, as I said, and, but there's a big decrease. The main contributor to this decrease in performance is the decrease in VO2 max. And the reduction in VO2 max is around about, if you maintain your training, regime it can be as small as five percent per decade which is still significant but in a sedentary population it will be ten percent per decade so just by keeping up with your training volume and intensity wise it doesn't have to be the exact same but basically maintaining uh maintaining your training as best you can it, it will be reduced by as much as half the reduction in vo2 max so that is the main point that i'll get to shortly when it comes to, to non-physiological reasons. But uh, VO2 max, no matter how you train, it will decrease. And one of the main reasons for that is that your maximum heart rate will inevitably decrease with age. And there's nothing you can do about that, really. And uh, approximately, again, generalizing, one beat per year is what what is taken as the, the average reduction in maximum heart rate. There are some other reasons as well, physiological reasons for the decline in endurance performance for masters athletes, including stroke volume of your heart, that is how much blood it can pump in one single stroke, uh, active muscle mass reduction, so basically a reduction in, in lean muscle mass in your body, a reduction in type 2 muscle, slow twitch muscle fiber size, and total blood volume. So they, these all contribute to various extents to the decrease in performance. So, but 
again, to summarize, most of the reduction in performance comes from that maximum aerobic capacity, how much oxygen your muscles can use. And uh, that, again, is a result of an inevitable decline in maximum heart rate. But then there are training-related things that you can do to really minimize that decline. One, one thing that I should... Actually, a couple of things still on the physiological side of things. There's a reduction of both slow and fast-twitch fibers with age, but uh, the loss of fast-twitch fibers is great greater, so your percentage of slow-twitch fibers will actually be greater as you age. With, with age comes a greater percentage of slow-twitch muscle fiber. So that's a good thing, although the absolute amount in absolute amounts of muscle there's still a reduction of muscle mass but uh, again you will be more geared to perform well in long distance events with age another thing to keep in mind on the muscle mass side of things is that women tend to lose muscle mass lean muscle mass faster than men and especially post postmenopausal women uh, that that is when it really when the the amount of estrogen in the body starts to be really reduced. That that causes an a cascade of effects in the body that really reduces the lean muscle mass maintenance and protein synth- synthesis that promotes muscle mass maintenance. So uh, there have been studies actually showing that women that are postmenopausal women that are on estrogen replacement therapy for them the amount of growth hormone that is released is increased which in turn again stimulates that protein synthesis and maintains muscle mass significantly better than for women that are not on that estrogen replacement therapy but just in summary there are hormonal differences between men and women that cause women to uh, in general lose muscle mass faster than, than men finally and this is an interesting thing that I had absolutely no idea about and I just found out when I was researching and preparing for uh, recording this episode um, this potentially contributes to decline in athletic performance because it can impact on training uh, on the, how well training is performed and also racing masters athletes tend to not be able to drink to first as well as young athletes water output by the kidneys is greater and uh, and individuals become less sensitive to their first mechanism and those two work together to so you really need to basically stay on top of hydration and not just rely on first because you are uh, not retaining as much water as you used to and as well your first mechanism may not work as well as it used to so so staying on top of that and being aware of how you're hydrating is really critical and that that is this is something that i'm so happy that people have asked me this question so that i had to record this episode because this is mind-blowing i i didn't know this but this is really important so something that i will definitely pass on to my athletes All right, so moving on to number two on the list, the agenda for today, non-physiological reasons for reduction in endurance performance in master's athletes. And that is basically, simply put, it's training. It's the reduction in performance and decline in performance is associated most closely with direct reductions in exercise, volume and intensity, and probably as a consequence of 
changes in a number of both physical and behavioral factors. For example, increased prevalence to injuries for masters athletes and uh, reductions in energy perhaps and time and motivation to train a lot of social obligations, etc, etc. And just to be clear, this is based on a lot of, re of research that has been done. Uh, it's not just my own opinions. I'm just stating what has been proven by science. And that there are a couple of systematic reviews on the topic that I link to in the show notes that you can go and have a look at. But one example that I thought that I would bring up is that one study, they investigated 53 trained, highly trained and competitive distance runners and then when they were young, and then 22 years later, they classified these runners based on how much they had trained in, in those 22 years. So basically, if they were really highly trained or moderately trained or untrained 22 years later, and then they had measured the VO2 max at the, when they were young and competitive, and then as they were older 22 years later, and they compared the reductions in VO2 max and they were 6% and 10% and 15% lower per decade. So a 6% reduction per decade if you were one of those athletes that trained a lot and were still highly fit and 10% if you were moderately training moderately and 15% if you really let it slip by the wayside. So that just goes to show that there's a big difference in how much your VO2 max, which is your main determinant for perform for reduction in performance as you age, and there's a big difference in how it will decrease depending on how you keep up with your training regimen. So just to sum up this point really quickly, a lot of that decline in performance that people see and may think of as an age-related performance decline may actually be training related you get in you get out what you put in sorry for the mix up there um yeah so if you keep up with your training regimen making sure that you have both volume adequate volume and intensity in your training program then actually your reduction in performance in endurance sports may not be anywhere near as big as you would think that it might be so keep that in mind. That's very important. And as I said, if you take nothing else away from today's episode, take that away. So point number three on today's agenda, what to do as a master's athlete to minimize the reduction in performance. First, as I just said, keep training and keep training with an adequate volume and intensity. You probably need to place intense sessions further apart than you used to when you were younger to make sure that you get the amount of recovery from intense sessions that you that you need because that need for recovery increases with age there's no getting around that but a smart training program uh, a good coach will do that for you and uh, and or if you program yourself just being aware and of what your body can handle and making sure that you really think about that as you plan your training Obviously, a large part of this is about injury prevention because that's the best way for you to maintain your training volume is to stay injury-free. So that that is a large priority, definitely. But when you you shouldn't you shouldn't really at all think about skipping or reducing intense workouts, even though they may be 
a bit fewer or far farther between but uh, you should do them and you should do them very regularly and vo2 max intervals are super important to reduce that decline in vo2 max and because along with with training volume those vo2 max intervals are what's going to improve your vo2 max or in the case of masters athlete minimize the decline in vo2 max which as we just talked about is the main determinant for reduced performance so yeah train keep training keep training a lot or as lot as you're used to if possible but don't reduce or reduce minimally the amount of intensity if in doubt focus on quality of training rather than quantity and especially you can maybe you can try to be smart about it and keep increase the cycling vol- training volume and reduce the running training volume since that's where injuries are going to occur from most commonly so if you reduce that amount of running volume and just do your quality run sessions and skip all those long slow distance runs that might be one way to go about it it's obviously going to depend on the individual so this is just one suggestion i'm not saying that it's right for everybody but this might be one thing that you could do increase maintain your total training volume by increasing cycling volume and maybe swimming volume but reducing running training volume and doing just the minimum amount required but making sure you get those quality runs in and you absolutely should be doing strength training i was talking about strength training at the beginning of this episode it's super important both for injury prevention and for maintaining lean muscle mass we talked about how the reduction in lean muscle mass is one of the uh, big factors in reduced performance so to maintain that strength training is absolutely one of the best ways to go about it also on a hormonal side of things strength training is very good for testosterone and estrogen release which is important and that is reduced in masters athlete and affects so many things in the body that we're not going to go into in great detail now but just know that strength training becomes super important as a masters athlete from many different standpoints again injury prevention but also lean muscle mass that is going to be a factor in your vo2 max and your performance endurance performance in general and uh, at least on the as I mentioned, I have a, a strength training program that I'm developing right now, and we are having testers from the newsletter that are going to try it out. So I'll keep you posted on that. But then also on scientifictriathlon.com, I have a core training program that you can uh, sign up for. It's completely free. Just go to scientifictriathlon.com and scroll down, and you will see a become bulletproof button that is what i call the program so so you can sign up for that and get core training exercises that are going to be really good for that injury prevention side of things core training is not necessarily about uh, increasing lean muscle mass or they aren't i'm going to be completely honest about that but injury prevention it's huge for that all right so next on the list of what to do is nutrition so as you age your Uh, metabolic rate will be decreased so you can eat as much or you'll gain fat and your uh, your lean but or your body composition will will not be the same as it were your proportion of lean muscle mass will be reduced uh, in addition to the fact that you're actually losing muscle mass so that's important nutrition is important making sure that you get the right amount of calories in not eating too much obviously not under fueling that's uh, much worse but but not eating too much and focusing on really high quality food will be the best way to help you 
do that. And uh, there is some evidence that we need greater protein as we age. Actually, there is a lot. <laughs> there isn't just some. So increasing the amount of protein slightly, you don't need to overdo it. But uh, something to keep in mind. Again, it's related to that loss in lean muscle mass. Also, some vitamins that you may consider supplementing with or just thinking about what you eat that uh, in older athletes may be reduced or you may not get an adequate amount of are vitamin D. And definitely that's uh, something that I highly recommend that all endurance athletes take as a supplement. Then vitamins B6 and B12 you get them from B6 from meat, poultry, eggs, bananas, fish, um, and there are you can Google it and you'll find all of the sources for vitamin B6. But basically, that is that that is important and uh, it's something that has been shown to be reduced as you age. And the same goes for vitamin B12. Uh, chicken, beef, fish, milk, and eggs are probably the most common sources of vitamin B12. And Finally, dietary calcium, this is very important for bone density and prevention of osteoporosis. So that is something that you can get in dairy if you if you use dairy products and leafy greens, soy products. There are other sources as well. Again, you can just Google them and you will find where you can find them. And uh, hydration, as we talked about, my the mind-blowing insight for me at least that uh, you can't rely on first as you age. Uh, this is something to definitely have a think about. Are you hydrating enough during the day and during your training sessions? So uh, that, that's definitely something. This was from, a, by the way, from a, a study or a systematic review in sports medicine. So highly, highly esteemed journal. So I, I'm still mind blown by that fact <laughs> and uh, that I didn't note it. And it, and it doesn't seem to be a very well known fact at all in the endurance sports industry. So, so yeah. Keep that in mind as well. All right, so let me just do a quick summary of what we've been talking about today. That's basically it. But uh, again, the decline in endurance performance observed in masters athletes is mostly related to VO2 max declines or maximum aerobic capacity, which is uh, in turn partially at least related to a decline in maximum heart rate, which you can't do anything about. But what you can do something about is keeping, keep training and keep doing intense training sessions, and that will minimize the decline in VO2 max. Also, muscle mass, lean muscle mass is reduced in master's athletes, and this is also closely associated with reduced performance. And what you can do about that is to do strength training, which is also great from uh, not only uh, not only that actual reduction or minimization of reduced muscle mass, but just from a pure performance standpoint. And uh, you also nutrition, obviously, your percentage of lean muscle mass of your entire body weight is going to be affected by what you eat. If you if you eat too much, then you will your fat body fat percentage will increase so and that has a, a direct effect on vo2 max of course because that's relative to weight all right so that's a wrap for this episode i hope you found that useful and if you are a master's athlete and know other master's athletes uh, i'd really appreciate it if you and i'm sure they would appreciate it if you 
point out this episode to them and, and tell them to have a listen because I think that a lot of Masters athletes don't actually know these things and uh, I want to get the word out about it so that you can minimize that decline in endurance performance because it's you a- absolutely can perform at an extremely high level as a Masters athlete. You absolutely can and the uh, increases in world record or improvements in world records that are seen in the Masters uh, categories, endurance sports in all sorts of disciplines, whether it's triathlon, swimming, running, or cycling, and rowing, all sorts of sports, they are massive. I've been looking at some statistics, and, and it's incredible, and we're, I don't think we're anywhere near the limit of what Masters athletes can achieve yet. If you Google Ed Whitlock, you'll get some inspiration, for sure. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, as I said, Tell your Masters athlete friends about this episode, and I hope that they will find it useful as well. If you have any questions or other topics that you want me to cover, then as always, you can email me. My email address is michael at scientifictriathlon.com. And you can also email me to just send me feedback on what's good and what's bad about this show so I can give you guys the ultimate triathlon podcast experience because that's uh, honestly, that's my goal. I want this to be the best triathlon podcast out there. And I've been getting some really good feedback already from a lot of you. And uh, I want more of that, more feedback. What's good? What's bad? What should I improve? I seriously appreciate all of that. As always, we will have the show notes on that triathlonshow.com in a few days time. And if you haven't already, please hit subscribe so that you automatically get the show when it's released. Thank you for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.